In an era when so many films feel more refined by focus groups or marketing managers, Whiplash is a deeply personal and vibrantly alive drama. With a relatively staid subject, the relationship between a music student and his teacher, it turned out into a brilliant thriller on a brilliant undercurrent of social commentary about what it takes to make it in an increasingly competitive and cutthroat world. How far are you willing to push yourself to succeed and how far are you willing to push someone else to force them on the path to success? Carried by two electric performances, the tightest ending in a film and a daring screenplay that tries itself into a corner and then somehow finds an unexpected way out, Whiplash is as breathless as a drum solo, rising and falling just as the hopes and dreams of its protagonist climb and crash. Welcome to Sky, Episode 7, Whiplash, a masterclass in ending a movie. So this is how the movie starts. 19-year-old Andrew Neiman wants to be the greatest jazz drummer in the world. And he's starting his first year at Schaefer Conservatory of Music, which is the best music school in the United States. At Schaefer, being the best means studying under Terence Fletcher, he's a really strict teacher by the way, and being asked to play in his studio band and this band represents the school at jazz competitions. Based on their less than positive first meeting, Andrew is surprised that Fletcher asks him to join the band, albeit in the alternate drummer position, which he is more than happy to do initially. He quickly learns that Fletcher operates on fear and intimidation, never settling for what he considers less than best each and every time. Being the best in Fletcher's mind does not only entail playing well, but also knowing that you're playing well and if not, what you're doing wrong. Therefore, Andrew works hard to be the best. He has to figure out his life priorities and what he is willing to sacrifice to be the best. The other question becomes how much emotional abuse he will endure by Fletcher to reach that greatness, which he may believe he can only achieve with the avenues opened up by Fletcher. So there is a quote in this movie which provides an evidence that this movie is based on extreme obsession. So this is how the quote goes like, There are no two words in English language more harmful than good enough. Ah, too motivating. So now let's discuss the ending of the movie which I feel is the best part in this movie. Only few movies can match the ear-sucking tension and atmosphere or the whiplash finale. There's a phrase, stick to landing, three words that are being more and more used online to question whether a story, be it a TV show, book, film or game can satisfyingly conclude. Especially in these times, where with blockbuster cinema in particular, the build-up appears to have become the most important factor and coming up with an ending that delivers feels like a magical elixir the kind that's saluting more and more writers and directors is a big challenge. Just look at the last two years of blockbuster films. How many end with characters having a punch-up? Well sure, some endings really work and some really grab you and get you invested. But the majority? Well, they are just noise. And I think this is why 2014's Whiplash deserves even more praise than it caught on its initial release. Appreciating that this is an Oscar-winning film that won rave reviews on its original release, I'd like to go out on a limb and suggest 
that the last 15 to 20 minutes are so intense, nerve-wracking and brilliant like after watching this, you'll be like, that was totally unexpected. Spoilers inevitably follow from this point onwards. So with 20 minutes to go of the film, we see Andrew turning up at the JVC concert, ready to play the drums again. This has followed his coincidental reunion and invitation to play the content with a teacher from hell, Terence Fletcher. Already there is so much going on here. Andrew after all is the one who ultimately caught Fletcher fired from Schaefer Conservatory of Music. Conversely, Fletcher is the one who expelled Andrew. The uneasy tensions earned in build-up throughout the movie are already crackling. The twist that Fletcher's invitation is an act of revenge and that he knew all along that Andrew was the one who testified and got him sacked is brilliant. Andrew exposed on the stage, about to open to public ridicule. He hasn't been given the music, the band is about to play. And he knows. What's incredible is that, going into the final act of a plash, I'm still rooting for both of these characters in slightly different ways. Well, I firmly understand why they've made the choices they've made, and they've both sacrificed everything for their music, and they've both come to firmly believe that this is what has to be done. For the audience, and you guys who are listening, and there's a question too. Can Andrew really be great unless Fletcher puts him through such severe levels of emotional abuse? Is that what it really takes? And it's here where Whiplash really soars. It's the seizing back of power by Andrew through his drumming performance, bleeding, sweating, putting his soul into his music, that a grievous act of bullying and attempt to humiliate him in front of a huge crowd during what's arguably his last dance has pushed him. And thus, he gradually takes control. Well, I can't really remember in recent times being invested so much in the finale featuring characters I really wasn't fond of, but the intensity, focus and brilliance of Whiplash had me filling the two of them on. Every single time, it's an ending that sticks. If you can hear of a modern better ending, I'd love to hear about it. No spoilers though, please. In the end, I would like to say, remember, an arrow can only be shot by pulling it backwards. So when life is dragging you back with difficulties, it means it's going to launch you into something great. So just focus and yeah, keep smiling. That's my time guys. Hope you had a great time listening. 